Sorry to disappoint you So what was your expectation? Nah, I'm just an everyday dude Oh, you expected perfection? This is what Christianity is supposed to be like I make mistakes Like, lots of mistakes I'm just trying to do the best that I can do I guess I'm just imperfectly human Welcome back to another episode of the Imperfectly Human Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Daly, and I feel like I'm telling you this um, quite frequently, but this episode will actually explain a lot. So I apologize. I know it's been a couple of weeks since we did the No Safety no Safety Net episode with um, Dr. Terence Johnson, but for me... I'm working slightly different. I'm trying to listen to my body and just how I'm feeling, being more cognizant of how I'm feeling and my energy and and those sorts of things. So what are we talking about today? This episode is going to be talking about your mental state of being, your emotional well-being um you might want to call it it's going to touch on physical well-being really i've kind of called it entrepreneurship is a lonely journey but it is it's not supposed to be it can be but it's not about the it's not about the it's not really about walking the road alone that's not what i'm talking about it's more about your um mental state of mind it's about dealing with mental health and mental fatigue as an entrepreneur that's what I'm really talking about so for those of you that don't know me and a reminder for those of you that do I am David Daly I am principal consultant at Yellow 8 Yellow 8 is a business that basically helps you with being noticed by the people that you want to be noticed by and also helps you to work to get the best out of your business that's the best way for me to put it so it's about first making those people see you and then secondly delivering the best possible service to them and to yourself as a business and what I mean by that is that you know one of the things that stress us out one of the things that that contribute to our burnout is that feeling of not being in control or you know not having our hands around the things that we need to have our hands around so we're constantly Um, for lack of a better term, flying around like a blue-ass fly. But that's not, that's not what it should be like. And that's, that's, that was my driving principle behind creating Yellow 8. It was about helping people to transform their business, to help them get noticed because I enjoy the creative elements of that. I enjoy all the aspects of that. But then I also enjoy helping people to um, to shine. You know, if you look at my LinkedIn profile, my LinkedIn profile says 
just a guy that likes to help others shine because that is truly what I'm about. That is truly what Yellow Weight about is about. It's about helping other people shine. So um, that's Yellow Weight. If you want to follow Yellow Weight, it's at Yellow Weight Design on Instagram, at Yellow Weight Design on Facebook, at Yellow Weight um, Design as in DSGN on Twitter. Um, and you can follow me at DY Daily on all platforms. So, um, I want to thank everyone that's been listening. I want to thank everyone that's been downloading. Um, you know, it, it's, it really helps. Um, but as I said, I have been away. I have been, and, and that's not to say I've been away, away, like out of the country or in another place. I've just been away from the podcast. I've just decided, I decided to take a step back. Um, you will notice that I, I said that I was going to scale down on the daily perspective, which I have. I don't do the daily perspective podcast anymore. That's not to say that it's a permanent thing, but for now, I just needed to step to scale back because I needed to focus on yellow eight. Um, there are other things that are going on. There's personal life. There's all of those things that needed attention and therefore I couldn't, I was spreading myself too thin. Uh, But I didn't want to get rid of the Imperfectly Human podcast. But what I have been doing is listening to how I was feeling um, each week. So if I truly did not feel the energy to get in front of the microphone and record a podcast, I didn't. And some people will say that's a bad thing. And that's their prerogative. But from my perspective, being someone that has experienced burnout before, and we will we will get to what burnout is and defining it and, and talking about, you know, how to recognize when you are burnt out. But someone that's experienced it before, someone that's experienced other, um, I'd say, mental health issues and there is no stigma. Well, there used to be the stigma around admitting that you've experienced some level of mental health issue. There should never be a stigma. Everybody is on a... It's Mental health is a spectrum. It's a scale. And you have good days and you have bad days. And it's a sliding scale. And it takes the minutest of things to slide you from one point to another. That doesn't mean that you live in a constant state of bad mental health or it doesn't mean you live in a constant state. To be honest, I think most people sit somewhere in the middle and can easily be tipped um, either side. So never be ashamed to admit that you've experienced um, some mental health issues. Um, That doesn't make you a crazy person. It just means that you are in tune and and aware of your emotional state of being your the challenges that you face and the pressure and the stress around that that um exists in your life so as i said as someone has experienced this um i'm very conscious about how i spend my time where i spend my energy and enjoying the things that i do so when I don't record, it's because mentally it's starting to feel like I'm forcing it. And I hate forcing anything because once I'm forcing it, the creative element isn't there. The, the passion isn't there. 
the enjoyment, the joy, whatever you want to call it, it's not there. And you don't get my authentic self when I do that. And one of the things that I've really, really followed, especially following that episode with uh, Dr. Johnson, um, one of the things that I've really been trying to do is make sure that I always give the most authentic version of myself to whatever I'm doing. Um, like I said, I've changed my LinkedIn profile and I'm trying to focus on who I am and not the skills. I think before I used to label myself with my, and, you know, depending on who I spoke to, I introduced myself as one of my skills. The problem is I am multifaceted and I have numerous skills in a variety of areas and I'm passionate about a number of things so introducing myself to one person I may introduce my I may have to introduce myself as a a former rapper or a a former music producer or former record label owner or I may have to introduce myself as a statistician or a a business intelligence developer or a business analyst or a business architect. There are so many things that I do that it's very difficult to, you know, if I focused on my skills alone, I would narrow myself down so much that you would only truly see one aspect of my, you know, my entire skill set, which is quite broad. Um, So I had to remove myself from that and look for what the underlying principle was. Who am I when it comes to, you know, who is David? And when I boiled it down, the the common thread in everything that I've ever done in life was an underlying passion to help others and to help others shine and to help others be the best that they can be. Um, So that's why I changed my LinkedIn title to that. That's who I am. I'm just a guy that likes to help others. Um, and that might be in a variety of things. That might be through making music. That might be through um, helping them with a with a creative campaign. That might be through... It's just through so many different things. So rather than trying to boil down what I do to a single thing, I now introduce myself as in, in that particular way. So... If I'm not feeling something, I try not to do it because I want to keep my energy exactly where it should be. I want to be spending my energy where I'm passionate and, and doing the things that I love. That's uh, And I repeat, that is not to say that I do not love this podcast. I love this podcast. But some days, some weeks, I need to pull back because it won't be authentic it won't be genuine it would just be me forcing out content because of a schedule and I would rather give you a somewhat broken schedule than give you forced content now some people may not like that and I apologize but I don't know how to at the moment at the moment I don't know how to be any other way Um, so Accept me with my flaws, <laughs> um, but I, you know, I want to make co- content that you will enjoy and that that truly helps. So, burnout, 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 burnout. Um, what is burnout? So, going off 
the definition as on uh, as in an article on psychology today uh, it says burnout is a state of emotional mental and often physical exhaustion brought on by prolonged or repeated stress though it's most often caused by problems at work it can also appear in other areas of life such as parenting caretaking or romantic relationships so burnout most people will not even know that they've experienced burnout. I kind of knew that I'd experienced burnout because I knew that I was at a point where mentally, and this was a number of years back, so we're not even, this is, this was, so let, let me again, let me quantify, and, and this is going to kind of explain part of my journey, but I was working I was um, consulting for a number of, uh, for a big bank at the time. And I was working ridiculous hours, um, literally surviving on about four hours sleep each day. Um, And then I was exhausted on the weekends, still trying to do family life and all of that stuff and extremely stressed. And... The project that I was working on, the project I was involved in, um, it wasn't going right. And I was constantly screaming and telling people, hey, listen, we need to can this. We need to stop this. This isn't working. This isn't we're misleading um, senior execs and stakeholders into believing that what they signed up for is X, whereas it's actually Y. And I think that that, that's unjustified. We can't do that. Let's end this. Let's either be transparent and have the project rescoped or whatever. And I had project, I had the, the program manager was a good friend of mine. And he was also, he was also experiencing burnout. Now he left before I did um, because of how he was feeling. And I kind of, I kind of, I stuck around. I stuck around to the end. And then I went on to work on another very stressful program of work for the same organization. And compounded that feeling of just, so I I went to work for a very stressful, a very, um, in a very stress-filled team it wasn't a stressful role it was a stress filled team the individuals that I would I so I went to take over a team for a for a guy that I knew and you know he was a really good guy but his boss (laughs) was one tough he was one tough cookie um didn't mince his words and you know I'll just say I'll say it I'll be honest he wasn't that popular I didn't really know him that well I didn't know him so but most of the people I'd heard stories so I knew I was going into an area where people were extremely afraid of uh, their line management I was working I was picking up a team that had to deliver something and were basically already it was already felt that they weren't able to deliver. So I knew I was going in on the back foot. 
very tight timelines other external um suppliers that i had to manage relationships with basically long story short it was another stressful project i then left that organization and went to another financial institution and took on yet another stressful project so by this time this was maybe two years of nothing mind you at this time i hadn't taken any holidays no vacation anything so this was two years straight of stressful projects and by the end of it i got to a point where i just couldn't think um or when it came to that kind of work there was the zeal to think of creative ideas and to put passion into what i was doing wasn't there it was i was just going through the motions mentally i had tapped out emotionally i had tapped out and physically once i got to that point physically um I think physically I wasn't too I wasn't doing too bad because I I've always been someone that worked out on a regular basis. I was always in the gym, constant routine in every organization. I had a set time that I went to the gym and I worked out. Um first thing I always did when I found, when I when I took on a project of an organization was found where my where the closest gym was for me so that I could keep my routine. So although I I guess I didn't experience the physical um burnout or did I no I I think I did because really and truly on the weekends and stuff I, I all I really wanted to do was sleep I think the, the the working out helped me get through the days but you know um I'll tell you why I know I did because whenever the Christmas period came up and I'd have this mandatory mandatory furlough over the Christmas um which most external consultants have in these organizations um i would always get ill in the first week of that furlough i would just be literally my body would would shut down in the sense that um it'd be like some crazy flu type symptoms and i'd lethargic tired all of that so i knew that i was always my body was was stressed um so i would experience that and that was for that for me that was the first time i was like okay this is an issue so that led to led me to taking a sort of 10 month career break i stopped consulting work i set up a new business with my wife we did some other stuff um and that was actually really enjoyable i really got some time with with the family um uh, things were going well with that and then something else happened and that's a lot that's a whole different story we're not going to talk about that but that, again those things contributed to um other mental health issues and this is what i say to people that you're on a sliding scale because at that time when i took when i took the time away from my primary business to go and do something else my energy levels changed i was happier i was um enthusiastic i was creative i was constantly creating ideas i was working with brand people and we was having long branding sessions and doing all of the stuff that was fun and creative energy went up i was on a from a mental health perspective i was in a very good place then other things started to happen and suddenly 
my good place slid down to the other end of the spectrum. And that's why I say, you know, it's a sliding scale. What you need to appreciate is that there are circumstances that trigger stress and stress stress can trigger burnout and burnout can trigger other issues. But, um, you know, and just to be transparent, my, my, the other issues I say that I experienced was uh, a sense of anxiety and, I, and um, I had panic attacks. I don't suffer from them any, from that anymore. I would probably say that the anxiety thing is an ongoing thing that I'm learning to manage and deal with. Um, and I use, uh, you know, so when we talk about how we manage these things, uh, for me, I, I, you know, spoiler alert, obviously I'm a Christian. One of the, the most uh, foundational things for me is my faith and my relationship with God. And that is how I manage my stress. That is how I manage my state of being, my state of mind, um, and how I manage my anxiety. I, I lean on scriptures. Um, there is a particular scripture, and I need to remember exactly where it is, but it says, be anxious of nothing, but be expectant of everything. Um, something along those lines. Uh, I'm, I'm paraphrasing that. I'll, I'll find it. I will find it. Um, but basically, that is how I have always managed my energy. My, my faith is the way that I deal with stuff. So I just wanted to be transparent of, of, you know, I just wanted to be transparent of exactly where, where that kind where I ended up because of something that started, which really started with my burnout, started with, then went to, you know, good place and backsliding down because of other external circumstances. And that's why I really resonated with the definition of, of anxiety that is, sorry, not anxiety, burnout is because it's not just triggered from your work circumstances. It can be triggered from your home life. Uh, the scripture I was looking for was Philippians 4, uh, 6 and 7, which is uh, be anxious for nothing, but in everything be um, be but in everything by by prayer and supplication um, or it says through prayer and supplication let your request be known to made known to God um, anyway uh, so that was that's kind of where things that's where things were for me and um, you know when when how do you know so let, let's let's take this to another place. How do you know that you're burnt out? What causes burnout? So going back to that psychology today article, it was uh, burnout is not a simply a result of working long hours or juggling too many tasks, though those can play a role. The cynicism, depression and lethargy that are characteristic of burnout most often occur when a person is not in control of how a job is carried out at work or at home or is asked to complete tasks that conflict with their sense of self. Equally pressing, equally pressing is working towards a goal that doesn't resonate or when a person lacks support. If a person doesn't tailor responsibilities to match a true calling or at least take a break once in a while, they could face burnout as well as a mountain of mental and physical health problems that often come along with it, including headaches, fatigue, 
heartburn and other gastrointestinal symptoms as well as increased potential for alcohol, drug or food misuse. So, um, as I said, for me, it there were, an, you know, my burnout kind of led to other mental health problems in terms of anxiety and panic attacks. For some people, it can go to, to you know, to major extremes. Um, you know, people, obviously, I did not lean towards any alcohol, drug or food misuse, but um, you it does manifest itself physically as well. And this is what people, uh, this is another thing people fail to understand that your mental well-being, uh, your, your body is, every part of your body is connected. If you are suffering something mentally, that impacts your nervous system. If your nervous system is impacted, your physical well-being is impacted. Um, your body, it, it damages the, ke- the chemical balance in your body and long term. And this is when um, I was discussing this with a friend who works in mental health. And he was basically saying, if you imagine a continued chemical imbalance in the body and when nothing is done to resolve that, you end up in a, in a state where that chemical imbalance becomes the norm. That is when someone enters a state of prolonged and sort of perm, yeah, I guess permanent mental, in, uh, you know, impaired mental health. So it's important to recognize when you are burnt out. It is it's very important to recognize when you know know what the symptoms are know know yourself one of the bits that really stood out to me in this statement was um uh it's where it says or is asked to complete tasks that conflict with their sense of self the other bit was where it says equally pressing is working towards a goal that doesn't resonate or when a person lacks support if the person doesn't tailor responsibilities to match a true calling um, to match a true calling this was the stuff that um dr johnson and i were talking about on no safety net whatever you're doing and and it's kind of what we talked about in season one of um the imperfectly human podcast it's about knowing who you are knowing who you were created to be embracing who you were created to be embracing your passion, embracing the things that make you happy and then working and creating your, um, creating your, you know, creating your, your work around that. You know, you're, you have to be passionate. You have to, everything you do should resonate with who you are. And that's why I said it's, it, it became ever increasing ever increasingly important to me that in yellow eight i act more as myself rather than putting and dr johnson will tell you about this because we had we had a situation with this where i took on i went back to my you know immediately when, when we were doing some work together i went into what i would call work mode and basically took on this very rigid persona uh which was he could terence calls it my uh my he calls it yellow eight david 
and um and let me let me know let me know you know please 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 for anyone that <laughs> that's listening that is not how i am um uh, that was just, that is yeah that's just something that happened and that's it, there and uh yeah we bounced back from that but anyway what happened was i went back into this frame of mind where i wanted to exercise complete control over everything what i did in that situation was i robbed terence and um his business partner kendrick of their ability to be who they were in what in that partnership and what we were doing and it basically just changed the the dynamic whereas when it wasn't when there wasn't a formal label on it and i was just being david helping them with various things it worked as soon as we put the sort of formal agreement around it i suddenly felt the pressure of making a client happy and therefore try to exercise control to make sure that it it fit within certain parameters and boundaries that i needed to ensure that i delivered against a strict a, a goal that i had set um notice i'm saying these are the things that i had set rather than what the client was asking for so sometimes and this was you know again fully full transparency sometimes even against our best intentions we we can fall back into old behaviors or we can fail to listen because we um we want to achieve something or a vision that we have for someone rather than letting the vision that they have flourish and helping them support it so again that was part of my journey in stepping away and making sure that actually stop trying to stop trying to be this person but just be you in a different setting or every, whatever setting so david in family david at work david um in the creative space david in whatever space should always just be david and what is the underlying principle what is what drives david and it's that desire to help others so that is what i should be in every circumstance that is what i should be in every situation that that is what i should be in every environment i should be this person that likes to help others and that is what i've focused on that is what i'm striving towards that is what i'm driving to achieve constantly now that you know i i take myself and what i believe is the right solution out of of it and listen to what is being said to me and you know i think that conflict of this is what they want versus this is what i believe they should do creates um can create unneeded stress not for me not just for me but for the person you're working with remember we can cause other people to burn out as well um and the longer that these situations go on the closer you get to burnout and and it's good that terence knew how to pull himself away from it um the the good thing is is being able to recognize when you are behaving in a way that that is inducing stress not just for yourself but for others as well so that you can work 
to counteract and to, to change that, um, that behavior. Um, so clearly for me, that's what I do. That's what I do now. That's why I take breaks. That's why I step away from things. If I feel like something is going to stress me out, I step away from it. Um, that's not to say I walk away from clients and things like that. No, 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 no. We have very open and honest and very transparent conversations to ensure that we're always on the same page. And I think that's, that's you know, being human is one of the, probably the most important character, characteristics that I want to showcase when with all my clients. I want them to always see the human side of me, the side of me that um, is not ashamed to say that, okay, I, I, I got that wrong or I, I wasn't listening to what you wanted there. Let's, you know, make sure that we're on the same page and realign. Someone that's always truly transparent about everything that's going on. Now, to some people, there are going to be people that will try and take advantage of that. They're going to be people that try and misuse that um, way of being. And that's just human nature. That's just how people are. But there are going to be people that appreciate how that characteristic. And those are the sort of people that I want to continue to work with. Um, anyway, I'm going, I'm going off track. So mental health, mental health. So what can you do? What can you do when you are feeling this way? Um, it says, how do you, let, let's, let's just touch on, um, let's just touch on a, a couple more points before we talk about what you can do. Um, how do you know if you're burned, if you're burned out? Physical and mental exhaustion is a sense of dread about work. Um, oh, sorry. It, physical and mental ex exhaustion, a sense of dread about work, a frequent feeling of cynicism, anger or irritable irritability are key signs of burnout. Uh, da, 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 da. What's the difference between burnout and stress? Uh, by definition, burnout is an extended period of stress that feels as though it cannot be ameliorated. Um, if stress is short-lived or tied to a specific goal, it's most likely not harmful. If the stress feels never-ending and comes with feelings of emptiness, apathy and hopelessness, it may be indicative of burnout. So what can you do when you are feeling like this? For me, as I said, the most important thing is my grounding and my faith. I found that the, the, when I experienced burnout, that was a period of my life where I was probably, um, not, I wouldn't say, how do I, definitely distant from God. And this is, so, let's, I'm going to use, I'm going to paint a picture in a, in a way that we, most people understand. It's like when you are in a relationship and you're two people, you live together and you see each other every day, you are physically close to each other, but you feel a gap and a distance between each other because you're not really talking, you're not really communicating, you're not really holding conversation. That's the sort of distance that I'm talking about. I had 
I was attending church. I was, I guess, going through the motions, but that deep relationship that I was accustomed to with God, that um, sense of closeness wasn't there. And in that period, that was where the hopelessness, the depressive feelings and all of those things started to sink in. And I didn't have my usual outlet. And I'd created such a rigid routine again. I was, you know, at the house at almost literally four o'clock, almost every, almost every working day. Um, in the car for two to three hours commuting one way, two to three hours on the way back, sometimes four hours. Um, very fast paced, busy days. And it was easy to allow that distance to creep in. When I, when things changed, when, you know, when I said I took a career break, I was back to getting up and having my time with God, my time of worship and my time of prayer. And, you know, now I am very conscious of, um, when I feel as though I am distant from God and I am conscious about making sure that I am communing with God because I know how I feel when I feel distant from God. I know the, the sense of, you know, a lack of direction, a lack of purpose or a lack of clarity. So it's Especially as a leader in my home, I need to have clear vision. I need to have clear direction so that I can impart that or I can set the tone in my home so that everyone feels a sense of clarity and a sense of direction. So it's super important to have something that grounds you. So whether if you're a person of faith, you know, lean on your faith um, and let me put it this way. Do not be adverse to seeking professional help as well. So when I started to experience the anxiety and panic attacks, the first thing I did was book an appointment with my uh, general practitioner to discuss how I was feeling and to see what my options were. And um, the options were um, medication, which for me was a no-no, um, counselling, which had a massive waiting list and um, or finding ways to reduce the stress, i.e. working less hours, working less days, um, you know, finding other outlets. And I chose, I chose, and this is why I say in that, like in uh, a couple of episodes back, happiness or the bag, um, I chose to reduce my working time or my number of working days, definitely taking a hit to my income so that I could deal with my mental health. Um, obviously, I couldn't stop working completely because I had a family to provide for. But, you know, don't be adverse to seeking out professional help and then making getting the best advice that you can 
and then making the right decision for yourself. That's number one. Number two, if you're a person of faith um, or someone with a belief, then lean into your faith and your belief. As a Christian, lean into God. Lean into prayer. Lean into meditating on scriptures. Find the scriptures that encourage you and lift you and give you strength. That remind you that God is in control and not you. And if you lean on the strength and fall into the hands of God, then you can survive anything. Um, Number three, figure out how to deal with the stress that you're under. So again, um, because I work uh, as a consultant, I can time box um, these periods. I know that these contracts may be three months, six months, nine months, sometimes 12 months, sometimes a bit longer. But I know that at the end, there is a there is a fixed end date. So I know that at some point the stress will come to an end. And I focus on that end date, knowing that after that I can do something else. I can put some space in between. And do number four, don't be afraid to take time out. Whether that's holidays, vacations, do something to de-stress and to separate yourself. Um, make sure you have some number five, make sure you have someone to communicate with. Make sure you have someone to talk to, someone you can, um, who can help you carry the weight. Someone who you can share your thoughts with freely. And, you know, don't be afraid to, to talk about how you're feeling. Um, that's one of the most important ways of, of managing our, mel- our mental health. Um, you know, for me, those are the key ways that you can deal with it. Um, remember to look out for the mental health charities there are a number of them I will dig out some names and I will put them in the um, show notes but you know use these charities use these these organisations that were created to help people deal with these sorts of things don't be afraid don't be ashamed don't let old ways of thinking and the 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 false stigma attached with these things hold you back from dealing with your burnout your mental stress your mental fatigue mental fatigue is real it can lead to a continued chemical imbalance which causes um, long-term mental health issues so be courageous and step out and and you know take action when you need to take action um so that's kind of pretty much it for this episode um i hope you've enjoyed this episode and i will be back (laughs) i'm not gonna start i'm I'm not gonna be promising things anymore but i will be back soon um you just set your you know set some notifications subscribe subscribe on your favorite streaming platforms and you'll know when a new episode is posted But till then, take good care of yourselves and I'll catch you soon. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Imperfectly Human podcast. Remember to subscribe and share this podcast. You can do this on your favorite streaming platforms.